it happen today, guys? It's a, it's a, it's a doozy. Mm. Katie's slightly under the weather. She's feeling slightly nauseous. Mm. She told me before she's pregnant with triplets. I feel like that might be a lie. It's a conspiracy all on its own, guys. That's what I'm here for. Love it. (laughs) We're all about the conspiracies today. We have, I don't want to say it's a fun one because it's not a fun one. It's not a fun one. But I do enjoy it. Is that the most Australian one? Yeah. Guys, that's why it's fun. Yeah, maybe that's why it takes such an interest. Australian. I was just like, Australian? I just sounded really Australian. Australian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, nah. Should, no, nah, yeah. Yeah, nah? Nah, yeah. Should we start on the, on the bit? Nah, yeah. Yeah? Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah? Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> we lost the plot. Uh, we're talking about Howard Holt. No, Harold Holt today. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was like, John Howard. Who is Howard? Himself. Conspiracy. His eyebrows were actually caterpillars. <laughs> Harold Holt. Pastor Harold Holt. That is who we are talking about. Yeah. I will get it eventually. He was born in Sydney on the 5th of August, 1908. Choices. Um, (laughs) uh, His parents were school teachers, but then his father moved on to uh, work for J.C. Williamson, which is a theatrical firm. Um, But unfortunately, his parents divorced when when he was 10. Um, so that's all we're going to hear about that. He went to Wesley College in Melbourne. He won awards for his sporting ability, his character, and his leadership. He then went on to study law at the University of Melbourne, uh, where he played football and cricket and tennis for Queen's College. Football and cricket and tennis. Oh, my. Um, (laughs) He graduated as a lawyer in 1930 and was admitted to the bar in 1931. After that, he worked as a solicitor, became the secretary to the Cinematography Exhibitors Association, and was an active member of the Young Nationalists. Okay, the cinematog- mm. Cinematography Exhibitors Association. Sounds fun. It does sound fun. Sounds like the movie showers. Yes. He had lots of little interests. Um, Look at him go. But, like, obviously very motivated, very yeah. smart. Good guy. In 1934, Harold Holt uh, stood against the former Prime Minister James Scullin for the seat of Yarra. Hey, you know what's really scary, Katie? What? I have no idea, like, of a good portion of who our Prime Ministers were. Oh, goodness. I was like, who is James James Scullin? I know, which is really scary because I reckon I could name quite a few US presidents before I named some of our Prime Ministers. And maybe even the current. I mean, to be fair, we've had like 1,600 prime ministers in the last four years. True. So... We do, we do like tissues, prime ministers, same, yeah. same, but different. It's really annoying. Pick a new one. None of them in. are good. So. No. At some point, maybe we'll get it right. Damn. Um, but he lost, Harold, Harold Holt lost to James Cullen. Uh, and he was also not successful um, when he contested an election for the Victorian Parliament. However, in 1935, when he stood as the United Australia Party candidate um, for the seat of Faulkner in Victoria, he won for the next four general elections. So he held the seat for Faulkner Crushed from 1937 it. to 1946. <laughs> he nailed it. Why are we even holding elections, guys? <laughs> After Faulkner, he switched to Higgins and then ate that, had, then ate that, <laughs> and then had that for eight general elections. 
He's <laughs> held that. This is gonna be a long one, guys. Help. <clears throat> he served as minister without portfolio in 1939 and 1940, which means he assisted the ministers for supply and development, trade and customs, and scientific and industrial research. Uh-oh. Again, very smart. Um, he enlisted in the Australian Imperial Force in 1940, but after five months in the Army Mendes, uh, in the Army Mendes recalled him to Parliament. Wait, Mendes. But after five Army months in the Army Mendes, Mendes recalled him to Parliament. Oh, there's meant to be a comment in a comma in that sentence. But after five months in the Army, Mendes recalled him to Parliament. Aha, uh-huh. we know who Mendes is. There right. we go. It's <sighs> oh, a long one. Um, then he became the Minister for Labour and National Service and Minister in Charge of Scientific and Industrial Research in both Menzies and Fadden's uh, United Australia Country Party coalition governments. It's a big one. It's a big one. Um, Holt brought in a National Child Endowment Scheme for second and subsequent children while Menzies was still in office. And then in 1946, he married Zara Fell and adopted three children, all sons, from a previous Aww. marriage. Her previous marriage, I would assume, well, his, if he's adopted. Who knows? It could have been from some other random's <laughs> previous uh, marriage. Now. I like the look of your kids. Let me adopt them. I will adopt them, please. Thank you. They're mine now. <laughs> Fat and Liberal CP coalition government came to power in 1949. Holt again became Minister for Labour and National Service. This is a position he held for nine years. Um, and then by holding that position, he introduced conscription. Oh, cool, for guys. all males aged 18 in 1951. This uh, continued until 1959. Phew. This is where I'm starting to feel like maybe I'm not going to like Harold Holt so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess what? What Not about only it? was he the minister of other 16 other things, he yep. was also the minister for immigration. Classic. From 1949 to 1956. He worked on a few things. Mm-hmm. But he also began to work on changing the white Australia policy, which had been in place and been used since 1901. And we don't, we don't like You're it. You're nasty. We don't like it. Here we go. He's back on the he's back oh. on the good side now. Um, Wait till for this description. Are you going to read that description? Sure. The idea of the policy was to keep. Oh, it yeah. just makes me so sad. Yeah. The idea of the policy was to keep undesirable immigrants, people without a European background, out of Australia by giving them a dictation test they could not possibly pass. I actually want to cry. Like that's horrible. You do look like you're going to cry. <laughs> That's but so mean. Halt. But Bye. Holt Holt, Holt. Holt was like, bye test. Bye. We're not going to use you anymore. See you later. Um, also, I don't think I'd be able to pass a dictation test half the time, so. <laughs> Me either. Also, it's a, the Australian accent. <laughs> there is no... You can't understand anything we're saying anyway. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, anyway. He kept on moving up. Up and up and up. 1956. Don't stop, never give up. Yeah, <laughs> That he did. He became the leader of the House of Representatives and Deputy Liberal Leader in 1956. Um, he took over from Fadden as Treasurer in 1958. <clears throat> and then he held that position for seven years. Woo! He doesn't Crushed do it. things short term, no. this guy. He's a long term kind of guy. 
he dealt with the recession in 1960, which was brought on by drought. He had to... I'm just going to keep scanning through these sentences, guys. Stuff. He did a lot Heaps of stuff. Of stuff. He did so much stuff. Um, the unemployment rate reached 3.5%, the highest figure for 30 years while he was treasurer. So he was dealing with a fair bit in yeah. terms of recession. But then guess what he does? But guess what? Good old Robert Menzies was like... I'm done. Bye, guys. I I'm tapping out. We you know what's really stressful? Running a country. Yeah. I'm going to have a Especially this one. Um, oh, wait. No, then they kept the Prime Minister in for the full term of his... Yeah, no, we're fine. He oh. was fine. Yeah. Um, so he retired in January on Australia Day. In Aww. January 1966. That's a great day to take a nap. I mean, we need to also change that, that day. But that's, well, a, that's whole a whole other thing. Podcast. Um, so then Holt was like, hey... I'm the deputy leader. Now I'm the leader. It's me. Um, but this was also during the Vietnam War. It's unfortunate. Yeah, so he had to go over to America and have a chat with US President <laughs> L.B. Johnson at the time. And was like, we're here for you, dude. We're, we will support you. Dear Mr. President, may we have a chat? Yeah. Um... All the way with LBJ was the slogan. Um, at the time, 6,000 Australian soldiers had been sent to Vietnam, um, including the first conscripts, which were non-volunteers. Holt introduced the decimal currency. Thanks. In 1966, like a month after his little visit to America. Which means dollars and cents, guys. We were in pounds and whatnot before then. Um, <laughs> pounds and whatnots? Yep. It's a new form of currency or whatnot. We should have whatnots. <laughs> um, mm. he, he campaigned for a general election in 19, at the end of 1966 um, with, with Australia's involvement in the war being like the biggest issue for a lot of people. Um, they agreed with his war policy. Um, so in the end, so he ended up winning Again. He did a whole bunch of good good things. Yeah. Um, during his term, Australians voted yes in a referendum to change the Commonwealth Constitution. <sighs> Again, not a sentence that I... Agree with. Uh, Nor did you write it. Didn't write, guys. So I'm just going to read it straight out from... This is a, from the National Museum of Australia website. Full blood... Aborigines could now be counted in the national census, which meant that the federal government was now as responsible as the states for Aboriginal affairs. Like a step, like a half step forward it's a, in the it right direction. Been a big it would have been step. a big step at the yeah. time. But you look back on it, you're like, people are you people. Suck. Treat all people like people. Uh, by 1967, um, with continuing opposition to sending troops to Vietnam, Holt's government was under attack over various other issues, including its handling of the Voyager disaster, VIP aircraft flights, and a proposal to break the nexus between the two federal houses of parliament. Right. And I'm going to stop there, Jules, because if I go any further, then I'm going to be stepping on your territory. So Don't step on my territory. I will not do that. Let's take a break. KB. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just taking it all 
all in. <laughs> you really yeah. were. Are you ready to hear what happens next in the in the saga I'm of the Holt's disappearance? So it, it, he what? Oh, sorry. Did I not mention he, he did not disappear? <gasps> Where? How? Why? So it's been you know of much discussion for the last fifty years. I bet Holt was a strong swimmer. He was in the ocean, Kaylee. Okay. He was swimming in the sea yeah. and he was a strong swimmer, but he was suffering from shoulder pain at the time and he was on medication um, for pain relief. Some have speculated that he simply overestimated his powers and drowned. <gasps> Others posited that he committed baby suicide. Okay. But the wildest conspiracy theory of all is that he was a communist spy and was picked up by a Chinese submarine off the coast. Okay. I mean, we still don't know the answer. <laughs> we don't. Um, but that... And, mm, we're talking about, what, the late 60s? So this was December 1967. Yeah. And it pretty much... I was the same year. Oh, what a night. Late December back in 63. There we go. <laughs> Seven just doesn't have the reach. Nah, Two syllables, Katie. Um... So, uh, yeah, captured the world's attention, but the lack of a body led to an avalanche of wild and persistent theories mm. about Mr. Holt's exit. But if he was in the ocean? We still mostly find bodies in the ocean, or they wash up. Many ascribed to the Cold War scenarios, others had m- more earthy tones that he had faked his death. Some theorists were so earnest that they put pen to paper and alerted authorities, while the best letters now online after being released by the National Archives. That's fun. Ooh. Why didn't I find those? It's like I'm really crappy at doing homework. Well, we did kind of spring this on ourselves. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. On December 17th of that year, Mr. Holt went missing in rough seas while swimming at a favoured spot, Victoria's Chevoir Beach. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Did I read that right? I'm going to say, yes, it is, because I don't know what beach we're talking about. C-H-E-V-I-O-T. Cheviot. Cheviot? Chevoir? Who knows? Let's pretend it's French when it's not. (laughs) Police soon concluded it was an accidental drowning of an experienced swimmer in dreadful conditions, a theory that was confirmed in a belated Victorian Victorian coronal inquest in 2005. That one I know. Whatever. (laughs) 2005 KB. I mean, that was a long time later, so I don't really know how that works. Anyway, but something did not quite add up for conspiracy theorists. Of course not. That's why we're here. (laughs) A letter from an American lawyer dated the day after Mr. Holt's disappearance reads, my hunch from fragmentary press reports. Hang on, what? (laughs) My hunch from fragmentary. Yeah press reports, is there's a better than 50% chance that Mr. Holt's death was not accidental, but resulted from expert sabotage. Probably foreign. Yeah, because probably. Probs. It is a sample of the Cold War theories, which now can be found on the National Archives website. The authors of a couple of possible subtle methods that might have been used on Mr. Holt include some delayed effect some delayed effect drug which might have got in the refreshments on his way to the beach. But only his. You know when you just stop for a last refreshment on the way to the beach? I mean, it was the late 60s. Mm, true. This would ha- sorry, this would be revealed by expert autopsy, unless it's one of the new disappearing ones, Ooh. the letter reads. 
I love letters. Other letter writers believe Mr. Holt was still alive and that he had either faked his death and run off with an alleged mistress or was taken by the communists. I think Mr. Holt was kidnapped and taken away by submarines and is being brainwashed for political information, one letter says. Hmm. Enjoy the authentic Australian tones of this, by the way. Yeah. Get a real nasal in there. All right, yeah. Julie. Our enemies know that Mr. Holt and President Lyndon B. Johnson were close friends. A word to the wise is enough, and I shall leave the rest to you, our government. Yeah, good one, yeah. That was awful. That was awful. Awful. The National Archives has scores of Holt letters, which many collected by the Prime Minister's Department or security agencies such as ACO. About one third came from overseas. Wow. That's a lot. People care. Yeah, because he was excellent at his job. He was. Uh, Like the one from Astrologer who claimed to know where the body could be found. Do you know what, though? I wouldn't be surprised if the poor guy just wanted a break. Yeah, maybe. I'd like a nap after that much stuff. Yeah, like, he worked real hard. And he changed some big things. Well, do you think his theory is, I am really tired, so I'm going to take a permanent nap? No. In the sea? No. Or I'll swim. Like, I'll just swim to this island over here until somebody finds me and we can go somewhere else. <laughs> or I'm just going to swim to the other side of the beach and then go home. Like, I'll just pretend I've got a shoulder injury so everyone thinks I've drowned. Yeah. Okay, well, the missing body mystery. (laughs) Okay, this Julie's KB, you've lost it. Acting curator Tracy Clark says that Holt mystery still intrigues 40 years on. Now, more than 50 years on, FYI. I suppose the most obvious reason would be because there was no body that was found. So, of course, if there's no evidence of an actual death, that's going to create a lot of speculation about whether a person actually did die or how they did die, she said. She says the conspiracy theories may have emerged because Mr. Holt disappeared during the Cold War. I think that's why one of the most popular theories about Harold Holt being kidnapped for a political interrogation, and that was one that had been circulating around for many years, she said. Those who were closest to Mr. Holt, including former pre- press secretary Tony Eagleton, or Eggleton, mm-hmm. probably Eggleton, because it says egg at the beginning of his name, understand the interest in his disappearance, but stress the case <laughs> has been solved. Shut up, baby. I'm so sorry. Shut up. <laughs> The most outrageous theory was that the chi- was the Chinese submarine. He said it. At lo- it went version. Mm. You can do it. You can do it. It's long since been demonstrated that there was no way a submarine could have operated in those waters of Cheviot. Cheviot. Well, Cheviot. Che- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Cheviot <laughs> Beach. Anyway. As his wife, Zara Holt, said, Harold Holt didn't even like Chinese cooking. Oh, goodness. Uh-oh. Let's keep racism to her. Shall we have a chat about that? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you like Chinese cooking? I mean, it's delicious. It's delicious. I don't know. I love, you know I what will I really ask him when they find him. Chinese greens. <laughs> oh, they're tasty. Tasty as all heck. Yeah. Yeah. They make, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yum. I mean, we can do a cooking podcast later. <laughs> Mr. 
Eggleton says that Mr. Holt's demise was nothing more than a tragic accident. Basically, I think that people just find it very hard to accept that the Prime Minister can go for a swim on one Sunday afternoon like anyone else and end up misjudging the situation and drowning, he said. But that's what happened on that afternoon 40 years ago. I mean, I guess it's the same thing that we've talked about with every celebrity. Yes, sometimes people don't want to accept that. The obvious is probably the answer. No, and he was making a lot of changes and big strides towards good things that I wish had continued. Me too. Hmm. Oh. Oh, Harold. I have a feeling that maybe he will just accidentally swim a bit too far. Yeah. Um, for our overseas listeners I just and maybe some Australian listeners that don't know I just want you to know that there is a swimming pool named after Harold Holt what did you not know that where I'll show you <laughs> she's not going to show me the pool itself she's googling just so we uh we know um I don't remember what do you know what I it's now come I've come to realize that I don't think we learned anything about prime ministers at school no we didn't I, I learned about the gold I rush. Reta- learned about the gold. I learned about the Alamo in primary school. I didn't learn about the Alamo. That was in America. Harold Holt Swimming Center, public swimming pool in Glen Iris, Victoria. Yeah. Good on you, Harold. Maybe, Holt. maybe a little don't. on the nose. Maybe, maybe a little on the nose. Um, oh, it's not closed yet. But we can still go for a swim if we catch a real fast plane. I mean. Why not? We've got nothing else to do this evening. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, we're going to keep Googling other Prime Ministers in Australia because obviously we, we know nothing. To, we know nothing other than the last you know couple what? of years. I'm never entirely certain on on um the day Captain Cook landed either. Do you I'm know like what? 70, 71, he maybe. He was a terrible human being. He was so a maybe human we being. just don't think about it. Yeah. 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 Maybe we go and we spit in his cottage while we're in Victoria. While we're in Victoria. I have been to the town where he came from, and everyone was like, Isn't he amazing? I was like, He's definitely a masochist. <laughs> he's definitely a slight piece of shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's not talk about it. I think and we'll have different opinions. Anyway. Anyway. On. Um, express guys, your opinions. Express your opinions to us about the whole thing. What you think of James Cook, Harold Holt, our lack of knowledge of Australian politics, or anything, or anything <laughs> particularly pronunciation. Um, if you enjoyed our nineteen uh, sixties Australian accents, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can do that so many ways. Yeah, Facebook at Elvis Lives Podcast. Email Elvis's Podcast at gmail.com. Or the best way, so the that we very know, best way, like straight away, is to check us out on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or your, I mean, iTunes, no, iTunes is right. And well, not Spotify. anymore. iTunes is not a thing anymore, KB. What? Like, as of like last it. week, they dis- oh, disbanded. Here we go. Okay. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Give us a listen. Give subscribe, us a rate, a, a review, review, a subscription, and then and we'll a tickle downstairs. Okay, maybe just the rate, review, and subscribe. KB's face is hilarious right now. <laughs> 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 I don't really know where to go from here. Now I've never had a podcast this way. But 
If you don't want to hear any more nighttime recording from us, please also let us know that. I'm but we pregnant with away. your baby now. <laughs> you spat on me. Don't spread that rumor. That's how babies work. Uh-oh. We're going to just... Bye, guys. Oh, bye. Oh, God. Sorry, bye. <laughs>